0: Some who are visiting, call them to your heart and lift them up before the Lord. Amen. Open up your Bibles to two openings this morning just to lay a foundation. Very familiar verses of Scripture. John chapter 3 and 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, The reason why we're doing this, we're going to remind ourselves of some things about who we are. uh, Because right now we're in a time frame where we see... Uh, the church being rocked back and forth by many things. Uh, and when I say the church, I'm talking about the church world, not Jesus' church, because it's not going to be shook, it's not going to be shaken. The gates of hell will never prevail against it. But the church world, uh, you and I need to be in a place and a position that we make a stand for the Lord like never before, because you know, what people know, that's the direction they're going to go. What people know, that's the direction they're going to go. And and so, in as I was meditating and, and just uh, in the presence of the Lord, He said, "Remind my people that whatever their source is, that's what they're going to serve. Whatever their source is. So, you and I, we got to make sure that we pull everything from this Bible, uh, because there's a lot of ways that religion, there's a lot of ways that uh, humanism and secularism, there's a lot of ways that. Uh, the enemy can work uh, to cause people to lose their faith, cause people to have a blockade to be able to keep them from coming to their faith. And so you and I want to be in that place in the position to help them. I wrote this down, actually. Uh, C.S. Lewis said, Humans are very seldom either totally, totally sincere or totally hypocritical. Their moods change. Their motives are mixed. And they're often they they're often themselves quite mistaken as to what their motives truly are. Isn't that the truth? Uh, you know, we get moved according to what we see, according to what we feel. And so, uh, I'll make you laugh, and then we'll get serious. I hope I make you laugh. I was trying to figure out how to get this in my mind, and and the Spirit of God brought me back. You remember the old deal with kids, the Hokey Pokey? You know, you, you put your right hand in, you, you know, and on all that, go through all that motion. He said that's what my church is doing. So he said, they come into the church and they'll grab some of my truth. They'll go out into the world and they'll put their hand or their foot into the world and they're trying to mix things. And he said, remind my people that some things don't mix. Oil and water don't mix. When you and I, we can't mix what we know with, from the grace of God by the things of what we're seeing in the world or we'll be in a mess. Amen? All right. John chapter 3. Let's just, for sake of time, start reading in verse 3. John chapter 3, verse 3. When you're there, say, Amen. Jesus is talking to Nicodemus here, and he says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, unto Jesus, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter in the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, say he's talking about me. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he or she, they are a new creature. Old things, old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Appreciate that. Thank you for honoring the word this morning. Thank you for your presence. Hallelujah. I, I believe that when we leave here this morning, we're going to be uh, encouraged. We're going to be strengthened because uh, we're going to be able to be in the place where we're going to be able to help other people. I, I want to help other people, don't you? I, I want to I want to be able to be used by the Lord to to move into... Uh, the world that the Lord has opened up for me The the, the world the Lord has opened up for uh, This part of his body This church To be able to help people And, and so there's a lot of mixing going on There's a lot of uh, ideals that are That are going forth And there's a lot of people uh, That are a part of a religious system and not a part of the church and 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 we've got our government that's being swayed back and forth by because they think they need to please this person and please that person you and i the bible is very clear in the book of acts specifically it tells us that the church only has to please god we need to please god and uh, obey him follow him and then everything else will sort of uh fall in alignment whether it looks like it or feels like it or not but uh, uh what we 've got to help people in the reality is that um, when you got born again you and, and we've talked about it many times, but you know we need to keep ourselves fresh in this truth and keep reminding ourselves that your spirit got born and you got baptized by the Holy Spirit your spirit into the body of christ and, and when that happened, it was a miraculous thing, and you were named into the family of God uh, and so We've got to realize that if we're not very careful, even though we get a new spirit, we'll still let our old framework of life or the, 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 our old way of thinking or our old way of looking or our old way of talking, if we're not careful, that'll get a hold of us. And all of a sudden, we start talking out of what we know, and like I said in the, the opening, what we know is the direction that we're going to go. And, and so we've got to make sure that we, uh, that we are that new complete creature in Christ. See, the Apostle Paul, he wrote to the church, just to remind us of some things, Uh, in Ephesians 4.23, his command was, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So, you and I, if we're going to be able to uh, serve Jesus in the way that He would have us to serve Him fully, freely, I I I want to serve Him fully, don't you? I I want to serve Him in faith, but I I want that faith to be growing. I changed them batteries before we started, I don't know. Is that what it is? Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, you and I, we, we want to be in the place and the position where uh, if if God gives us a command, that we do it. So he said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. What does that mean? That means that, that uh, you and I, in our spirit, we know everything that pleases God. We, we, we know who we are. We know what we've been uh, born again, born from above to accomplish. We know that, that we can move by the Holy Spirit in our spirit. And, and we can bring the grace of God in power to people who are without. We, we can bring a truth that will make them to be, uh, uh, be made free. Amen. All of these things. But our soul, and our mind, building, our emotions, and our body, sometimes they get in the way and so he said be renewed in the spirit of your mind we've got to let our uh spirit be dominated by the holy spirit be led maybe is a better word uh be guided be directed amen and when we do that all of a sudden our mind comes in alignment we start seeing things that we didn't see before we start saying wait a minute i'm born again i I don't have to act like that i don't have to talk like that i don't have to walk in that reality i can walk in a newfound freedom amen and, and that's what the world's looking for. They're looking for some hope. They're looking for some answers. Come on, this is a painful time. This is a scary time if uh, you, you look in and through the eyes of the flesh, if you listen to, to what they're trying to say and what they're trying to do. And, and so we've got to be able to look through the eyes of the Spirit and be encouraged this morning. So we're going to remind ourselves of some things, and, and we're just going to be built up in that truth. Amen. So I want you to turn with me and let's go to Matthew chapter 5 and let's see what the Bible says about you. Let's look at the last verse, Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, because I need to see myself the way Jesus sees me. Amen. I I need to be in that place, in that position. I need to be encouraged in Him. I need to be strengthened in Him. Now, notice what the Bible says about you. Now, Jesus is talking to His own. Say, He's talking to me this morning. Amen? Now, notice what He says. He says, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now, this word perfect... You know, like I said many times, we get nervous about it. But it mean, simply means to be complete in in growth, uh, in, in character, uh, uh, in labor, in doing the things of the Lord. So, in other words, it means that right now, this moment of time, because you got up and you followed the will of God, you're perfect. You're perfect. You're complete. And so, when the devil comes and he sits on your shoulder and he starts showing you things that are contrary to what Jesus has said, you need to remind Him what the Bible says about you. When He tells you that um, you weren't faithful in this or or you didn't accomplish that, you say, no, wait a minute, devil, you're not my judge. God the Father looks at me through the very blood of Jesus, and Jesus said that I could be just like my Father. Now, think about it just for a moment. Jesus Christ said that everything He... uh, heard of the father he spoke it into the earth and everything that he saw the father do in heaven he did that and so when jesus comes and he tells you and i that when we look at him and we follow him that we can be perfect we can be complete in him then he knows that if we're looking at his bible we're looking at his word we can do it that's who we are so stop striving Rest in who Jesus has made you to be. Just rest in the reality that, that if God said it, He meant it. Amen? And because He said uh, and set a standard for you, then you just rest in that standard. You don't have to, to live up to anybody else. You don't have to live up to anything else. You just say, I'm what God said I was through His Son. Amen? That's who I am. I'm going to let it be. So, how do we help people? Because there's so many people that that, that they have been taught, and that's why they're not in church, that's why they're not in relationship and fellowship with Jesus, because they've been taught, well, I've got to do this, and I've got to do that. And this is the only way I can please God, and this is the only way I can... uh, And the standard has been set so high. What we're talking about this morning is, and we'll get into it as the Spirit leads us, but you and I, we can't mix law and grace. We can't mix bitter and sweet. We can't mix hate and love. We can't mix fear and faith. We can't mix these things. The the Holy Ghost said, I want you to make sure that you're leaving lies so you can take truth. We've got to leave every lie, and the only way we can take truth is by doing that, by leaving the lies, by by coming to the place of, Lord, I know that you know what's best. I know that you're the heart knower. you, You read me. And you can help me. Amen. So let's break some things down. Uh, turn back to chapter 4. You're in chapter 5. And, and this is now, I know you know this, but you've got to be reminded. I've got to be reminded. But we've got to help, help people who don't know this. So in Matthew chapter 4, look what Jesus, uh, as he starts his ministry, in verse 17, Matthew four seventeen. From that time, Jesus began to preach. Aren't you glad that Jesus, his words are still going forth? They're going forth in your heart, my heart. They're going forth into all the ends of the earth under the anointing of the Spirit of God to help people. But he began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, uh, you and I, we've got to understand that. So when he said repent, it simply means we've got to change our thinking because what I know is where I'm going to go. So all of a sudden, Jesus comes with a new message. The message before was that I had to go to a temple And I had to depend upon an animal sacrifice. And I had to depend upon another man to get me in a place of right standing with God. But he said, I want to change all that. I want you to know that I'm going to fulfill all of that. And I want to change your mindset that you've got to work out your salvation in yourself and through mankind. And I'm going to show you how I can complete your salvation. I can make you be uh, exactly what you were destined from the foundation of the world to be. Amen? Amen. And he said, you're going to have to repent. You're going to have to change the way you look at it. And so tonight, or this morning, I want you to be in the place where you're getting ready for tonight, where we can be in the place and position uh, to let God open up our eyes to some things and open up our eyes to some ministries to where uh, we, we can uh, be ready to help people to change the way they see things, the way that they understand things. Uh, right now, everybody's under this Babylonian system. They think I can only get something if I do something. Well, you and I, we get all of the glory of God, which is Jesus, as our place and position in heaven because of what he done. All you and I have to do is just repent, receive it. Amen? He said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Where's it at? Luke seventeen twenty-one. the kingdom of heaven is within the church, the believer within you and so jesus is saying right now you forget about that the all the old law and custom he said i am the kingdom i'm right here and if you'll repent if you'll change your way of thinking about it if you'll see that you when you come to me that you can be born again born from above you can be a new creature you can have what this bible says you can on his merit see when we're qualified by jesus we're qualified for all the promises Oh, hallelujah. All the promises. He just needs our amen, our so be it to it, right? Notice what he said. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren. Simon called Peter. In other words, a hearing piece of the rock. That's what Simon means, hearing Peter a piece of the rock. That's what you and I have got to become, a hearing piece of the rock. And Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. Aren't you glad that you were a sinner? Oh, Hallelujah. When you got born again, when you become a new creature, you're you're not a sinner any longer, you're a saint. You're saved because of the grace of God. Amen? So they were something. But Jesus said, I, I'm calling you out of what you were, and I want you to walk in what you're going to become by my word. Amen? He said, verse 19, And he saith unto them, follow me. And in other words, just walk in the way that I'm going. See, Jesus said... In John 14, 6, I am the way. So he, that's what he's saying here. Follow me. Walk in the way that I'm going. And he said, I will make you fishers of men. Aren't you glad that Jesus knows what you were destined to be? See, from the time we're born, uh, uh, and they don't mean any harm by it, but mommies and daddies and grandpa and grandpas, they put labels on us. And they say, this is who you are. This is what you're going to be. And that's, that's all fine and well if it matches the Spirit of God. If it don't match the Spirit of God, then we need to back up. Amen? Because God knows what we were destined to be. Uh, And He knows what we, from the foundation of the world, what our role was going to be in the last days. Isn't that something? And so Jesus said, I just want you to hear my words. He said, I want you to see that the kingdom, His kingship and His dominion is right here. It's at hand. And He said, if you will follow me, be in the same way with me. If you'll renew your mind to this truth. He said, I'm going to make you what you were destined to be. I, I, I used to lay it uh, in bed at night before giving my heart to Jesus. And, and I was so sad. I was so lonely. Just so separated. And, and, and I tell you what, there's nothing like being separated from a loving, living God at the darkest part of midnight. Come on, can you remember? Remember what it was like? It was awful. I mean that sadness. It was like a thick cloud of darkness that would just uh, just come all over you. And all of a sudden, you try to do anything and everything to break away from reality. Yeah, I, or I would. I didn't want to deal with that. I wanted to I wanted to cover that up, and I wanted to be happy. Well, happy don't cut it. But the joy of the Lord is the answer, Amen. It's what we need. And so there's a lot of people. Last night they tossed and turned. Last night there was a cloud of darkness over them, and they were trying to get away from it but they didn't know the answer. And so you and I, we've got to be a part of the living church who helps people show them how to change their mind, how to come to a reality. Now, uh, turn over with me. We're in the fifth chapter. Let's turn over and let's get into some things that will help us. Turn over with me to the... uh, Oh, that was the fourth chapter. Turn over here to the uh, ninth chapter. And you know this story very well. But let's let it be fresh to us. And let's hold in our hearts what we're talking about, about how the new and the old, or the old and the new, however you wish to say it, they don't mix. They don't mix. Uh, I, I was thinking about this when I, when I was reading this. You know, how many times have you uh, you, you got you your flashlight and it takes four batteries? Well, I got two, two new batteries, but that's all I've got. Well, you know, what what do we do? If it's in a time of emergency, a lot of times we'll take and we'll mix those two new batteries with the two old. Well, what happens? It causes the two old batteries to overheat. It causes them to get so hot that then they start leaking the the acid out of them. Now, hold that thought in your mind as we read through what Jesus is fixing to teach us. Matthew 9 and 14. Then uh, come to him the disciples of John. Now, John was the greatest... And the last Old Testament prophet, so he's a type of the, uh, of the law. He, the law provided the way, pointed the way to Jesus, right? Amen? And, and so understand when it says the disciples, they were still in looking to the old covenant. They were looking to the law. Then came to Jesus, the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast oft, but thy disciples fast not? And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, then and then they shall fast. So Jesus uses this opportunity then, this question that they bring to him to teach them. So you and I, we're going to have opportunities in our life where people are going to ask a simple question, and they think it, uh, it, it won't amount to much, probably. But we're going to use that question, amen, like Jesus did, to be able to impart a greater truth to them. So they come to Jesus in a critical manner, and they're fixing to get a truth that will change their life. and that's something? So somebody may come to you, and they may seem a little critical. Just grin in your spirit and say, thank you, God, for this opportunity, because you're going to turn it to something that's going to be an opportunity for life-changing. Verse 16, Jesus said, No man, no person put a piece, a patch of new cloth, unto an old garment. For that which is put in it to fill it up taketh from the garment, and the rent or the tear is made worse. You ladies could understand that far greater than I, but that makes perfect sense. Verse 17, Neither do men put new wine into old bottles, as the bottles break, and the wine runneth out, and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. So we know that the bottles that Jesus is talking about here at this time was wineskins. And so uh, we've all, you know... I've even made some wine years ago. And you see it. It starts working. And as it starts working, it, may, it puts pressure on all this stuff. So Jesus is saying that when uh, he, he's teaching them for something that they could understand in the natural to better understand the spiritual. When you and I get got born again, as he was talking about in John chapter 3 there, then all of a sudden we've got the Holy Spirit in us. And with that Holy Spirit in us, uh, we can hold the Holy Spirit because we're a new creation. And and, and we are now the temple of that Holy Spirit. And um, that Holy Spirit is going to bubble. It's going to grow. It's going to expand. It's it's, going to inspire us to do new things. Amen? And and, and he said that because of that, because we're a new creation with a a, a new wine, the, the type of the Spirit, that we would be able to expand and grow and be bigger and bigger in Jesus than ever before. You don't have to worry because he said that that the new wine would make the new wine skin it would they would both be preserved together. You and I we're going to be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord. Amen. And we're going to be busy about our father's business unto the coming of the Lord. We're going to be able to do some things. We're going to be being drunk on wine, We're going to be being filled. We're going to be influenced by the new wine of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and we're going to be able to take and show people how you can't mix old and new. You can't mix law and grace. Come on, so many people, they think that they can be blessed by God because they pay tithes. Well, you can be blessed by God. But you've got to have a relationship with God through Jesus. Amen? God will bless, but He can only bless so far. But when you're in Jesus, He can bless you all the way. Amen? There's no limitations. There's no hindrance. Uh, We can't mix by saying, well, God, do this for me because I've done that. Come on. We've got to come to God. We come to God humbly and say, Lord, my confidence is in what Jesus done on the cross. I'm not going to mix any works with it. I'm not going to mix any law with it. I recognize and realize who you are. My confidence is in you. Amen? And I'm going to let you do what only you can do. And so that's what we've got to teach people. We've got to get them out of the mentality of church and get them in the mentality of goodness and grace. Amen? All right. Uh, now, let's... How many times do we hear, uh, hear Jesus teach us a parable like this and then all of a sudden uh, we, we think that we won't be challenged? See, when you hear the Word, when I hear the Word, the devil comes... He knocks on our door and He says, Do you really believe the Word? Do you really believe the Word will work? See, because all of a sudden He wants us to say, Wait a minute. I maybe need to mix some stuff with this Word to make it work, right? So let's look, at, you know this story very well, but let's look at this, this, how Jesus lets this teaching flow in to the reality and let's make sure that we're in the place and the position when trouble arises that we don't let anything move us from what we know and we don't go back to mixing old and new. Verse 18, notice what the Word says, "...while He, while Jesus spake these things." So this is pertinent to the parable. This is pertinent to the teaching. Behold, there came a certain ruler, and of course we know from uh, Luke 8 and from Mark 5, this is Jairus, and come this certain ruler, and he worshipped, saying, My daughter is now even dead, or the other two Gospels says she lay dying, she's at the point of death, Uh, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. So, uh, you and I, we've got to be in the place and the position that we we teach people, we show people, you can't mix old and new, that when you worship Jesus, you get His attention. Come on. So, uh, you, you you have struggles. See, that, why do you have struggles? The devil wants you and I to stop worshiping the Lord. He wants to say, well, God's good to other people, but He's not good to me. But... Jairus here, the ruler of the synagogue, he, 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 he knew the Word. He, he no doubt knew prophecy and all of these things. And he had seen what Jesus was doing. And he understood uh, uh, about Christos, about the Christ. He understood about God's Messiah and all of these things. And so he comes to Jesus and he worships Him. See, there's a lot of people that are hurting. And, and there are a lot of people that you and I know That they're mad at God because things have happened. Because they've been taught, well, God took them. We need to know who's taking people and who's not. We need to know who's killing people and who's not. We need to know that there is a devil in this world and he's against all the things of God. Amen? And God has gave the power of this earth unto you and I. We're in the place where we can either make God in control or we can make ourselves in control which is really in reality making the devil in control. We've got to help people. The people man a loving God who gave him all. He gave him his son. While I was yet a sinner, the Bible says that God freely demonstrated his love to me. He gave me Jesus, amen? And he said if he would give me Jesus in Romans 8, how he would not freely give me all other things. We've got to tell people. We've got to point them to the goodness of God. And so here Jesus is. He he, he shows about how we're not to mix. And here comes this certain ruler. Here comes Jairus. And he's got a problem. But he worships the Lord in his problem. Verse 19. And Jesus arose and followed him. And so did his disciples. So if you want Jesus to move, worship him. Worship him. And then after you worship him, tell him what the situation is. See, I want to tell him what the situation is, him take care of it, and then I've got a reason to... Uh-oh. That's kind of backwards, right? So i got to, Lord, I need to repent. See, I'm, we're talking about walking in the new. We're, not, we're talking about stop mixing some things. We're talking about doing it God's way, not doing it a religious way. Come on, not doing it the way that seems right unto me, but the end thereof is death, but doing it God's way. All right, verse number 20. Now, notice, you know this story, but Jesus, uh, he heard the worship, he heard the need, he was moved and motivated, in verse 20, and behold, a woman which was diseased, Uh, she had a hemorrhage, she had a hemorrhage with an issue of blood for 12 years. She came behind him, behind Jesus, and she touched the hem of his garment. Now, uh, I I want you to think about this just for a second. Uh, this man, Jairus, has done made his confession of faith. He's done done worship the Lord. And so now he's got to stand in faith. And so he's got to make sure he doesn't mix fear with faith. Because can you imagine what he's thinking? He's done told Jesus, hey, uh, in the other Gospels, it says lying at the point of death. Here it says dead, but better translated dying. And, and so... He, in his mind, he's thinking, Jesus, we need to do something and we need to do it right now. And so, remember, if we're not careful, we, we, we make a profession of faith, we've done everything right, and now we've got to stand. When, when you've done all that you can do, you stand. Stand in faith and don't let anything mix with that because uh, you can imagine what he's thinking. He knows how long it took him to get to Jesus because now Jesus just wouldn't stand in there like we are this morning with a handful of people. They were myriads and myriads of people. The Bible says that most of the time they were thronging Jesus. And so this man had to work through all that crowd even to get to Jesus. And so he's thinking in his mind, I've got to get Jesus back through all this crowd to my little girl. So you, we, we, we can see how it'd be easy to start mixing some things. And here comes this lady with the issue of blood with, for 12 years. But Jesus had a heart for her. Now, we, we elaborated just a little bit on this before, but think about it. For what, what did the law say about this lady? See, so how are you going to get what God's promised you this morning? The way you're going to get what God's promised you this morning is that you're simply believing in the grace of God. has nothing to do with the law. Because, see, the law told this lady for 12 years, you can't touch even your husband. You can't touch your children. And when you get in public, you've got to yell unclean. That's what the law told her. Why are the people not in the church this morning? Because people have told them, you can't come to church if you don't dress a certain way. You can't come to church if you don't look a certain way. You can't come to church if you don't talk a certain way. All of this nonsense. Jesus said, you come to me and I'll in no wise cast you out. You come to me and then we'll worry about all of those issues, those things later. Amen? Yes. We've got to get this churchiosity, this religiosity. we've got to get it thrown out. Yes. We've got to lift up Jesus Christ and stop mixing some things. So here she is. She says, I'm not going to trust in the law. The law couldn't help me. She said, I spent 12 years and every dime I had, I lost my husband, I lost my children, I lost everything. It couldn't do it. Only Jesus can do what needs to be done today. We've got to preach Jesus and Him crucified. We've got to live the reality of what this Word says. And if we'll do it, He'll perform miracles. Amen. Amen. She come in behind Him. And she touched the hem of his garment. See, she can you imagine? She had to work through this crowd, and no doubt, even though this was a large crowd, there were people that knew her. That's the that's the lady down the street. Come on, we, let's get real. We know how it is because I used to t- I, I used to come in and be so excited when certain people come to church, and I'd tell my lost family members, and they say, "Well, that won't last." Let me tell you what they did here, and let me tell you what they. I don't care. So there's no doubt they were talking about her as she worked her way through the crowd. And as she worked her way through the crowd, she had to make sure that she didn't touch anybody. Because if she did, there would have been an outcry and she couldn't have got to Jesus. You know, that's why there's so many people this morning that cannot get to Jesus. It's because of the crowd. It's not because God's not willing. It's not because God God can't do it. It's because of the crowd. So in the name of Jesus, I want you and I to stand up and be a a, a Moses of grace and lift the staff, the Word, Jesus, and part the Red Sea. Part everything that's holding people back in Egypt. Holding them back in bondage. Amen? Amen. So she comes behind him because she, she, she... i got faith in this Jesus. I, I've seen Him that He loves and everything, but, but I don't know how He's going to react. And so then she drops to her knees. Can you imagine? as she goes through the crowd. There's people standing all around, and she's crawling through the dust. She's crawling through the dung. Come on, let's get real where we're at, the time period we're at, and everything that's going on on this street. And she crawls through all of that, and she... Reaching up, she grabs the hem of His garment. The border, the border. What's she grabbing? She's grabbing the covenant. She's grabbing the covenant of God. She's grabbing the promises of God. The talif, what's written on there. She's grabbing what God said, I will do for you. Jesus said, I come to fulfill the law. And Jesus is standing there, the fulfillment of God's promises. Amen. And she grabs the host. The word means touched. It means that she attached herself to it. When you and I attach ourselves to Jesus... Everything that's in the vine flows into the branch. Amen? It's there for you and I. That's the blessing, the will, the plan, the power of our God, our Savior. Amen? Alright. Now notice. She touched the hem of His garment, for she said within herself. In other words, what, what's she talking about? What she knows is where she's going. She knows that Jesus is the answer. And the Bible says in and, and, and Mark eleven twenty. Uh, Three, you and I, we can have what we say. So she said, if I can but touch His garment, I'll be made whole. She said it and she got what she said. She reached out there and she touched the hymn. She touched the covenant. See, Malachi 4 uh, verse 2 says that Jesus is the Son of Righteousness and they're rising out of Him, healing in His wings. What's the wings there? It's the extremity. It's the border. It's the hem of His garment. Hold your place right there. Let's read one verse. Uh, turn over to 14. That's, uh, this is not a, an odd occurrence. This is the way Jesus wants it. In, Ma- in Matthew 14, 36. Well, let's read verse 35 first. And when the men uh, of that place had knowledge of him, of Jesus, they sent out into all the country round about, and they brought unto him all that were diseased, verse 36, and besought him that they might only touch, what? The hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. What qualified them? They qualified the, who Jesus was. In other words, it wasn't about them. They said, if I touch Jesus, everything's going to be all right. It's not about me. It's about what Jesus stands for. He's the Savior of God. Amen? Ma- Matthew one twenty one says, when it was prophesying about Jesus, uh, uh, Emmanuel, God with us, that He was going to save people from their sins, right? What happened here in, in, in Matthew chapter 9? It said... In uh, uh, verse 21, For she said within herself, If I may but touch His garment, I shall be made whole. Whole I shall be. It's the same word for saved. See, when, when Jesus talks about saving us, He talks about healing us. He talks about delivering us. He talks about everything in your life that's not complete. That's what He's talking about. He's talking about making it complete. Amen? Verse 22. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Isn't that something? So she went and she touched him. Now, what does James chapter 5 tells us? James chapter 5 tells us that if there be any sick among you, that you call for the elders of the church, you bring them together, they shall anoint you with oil. And the prayer of... Faith shall save the sick. And if you've committed any sin, it shall be... This, this is the type. This is the shadow. This is what Jesus did when He walked the earth. This is what He wants today. Amen? So we can't mix grace and law. We can't mix faith and fear. We can't mix bitter and sweet. We've got to know that, that because God sent Jesus, that He's willing to meet whatever your need, my need, whatever those in the world that's willing to come out of the world into Him, whatever it might be, He's the answer. Amen? Jesus is the answer. All right. Verse 23. Uh, And when Jesus came into the ruler's house, so all of a sudden, so all of this, you can imagine how much time has transpired as Jesus is taking care of this lady, and then they got to fight through the crowd, and they got to get to Jairus' house. And so it says, And when Jesus come into the ruler's house, into Jairus' house, that he saw the minstrels, and he saw the people making a noise. Now, you really need to look at Mark 5, and because and Mark goes into so much more detail, and you get so much more clarity. But I, 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 we don't have time for that. So I just want you to see Jairus. He has done worship Jesus. He's done calling on the name of the Lord. The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, right? In the New Testament, Old Testament, the word is delivered, but it all means the same thing. It means complete what you need. In other words, He's going to meet it in your life. And so, uh, this has done happen. And so, all of a sudden, though, they step into this place... And we know from the other gospels, Mark chapter five specifically, that they come and they say, Trouble the master no more, because your daughter is dead. And Jesus said, Shh, Don't say a word. Only believe. Don't 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 mess up what's happening here. Don't, don't change your testimony. Don't change your action. And so they walk in. Can you imagine? They walk in, and here is the minstrels. Now, tradition tells us, uh, Judaic uh, Hebrew tradition tells us that even the poorest of the poor, that they had to have two people piping morning music, and they had to have at least one lady uh, that was lamenting that was mourning. That was, that, that was their tradition of the time. In other words, that, that was what was required even of the poorest of the people. But he, this is the ruler of the synagogue. Can you imagine? See, I, I, I want you to get this. Jairus is having to walk with Jesus. He's done made this confession of faith and they can hear this no telling what the distance is. And he's, in his mind, he's thinking, wait a minute, I, I, I prayed the prayer of faith. I, I, I'm standing with Jesus. I don't understand. I, I, I hear this is death music. You and I, we're, we're going to hear a lot of things, but we've got to hold on to what we know. We've got to hold on to what has been mixed in us. The Bible says that 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 the word of God in Hebrews chapter four didn't benefit the children of Israel because they didn't mix it with faith. Come on, God's dealt to every person the measure Romans twelve three the measure of faith. We've got to mix the word with our faith, and it'll produce. So, the, here's the man. He's walking there with Jesus. And, and, and they see all of this. And it says that they see people making a noise. That's what we're having in the world today. we got so many. First Corinthians 14. There's so many voices in the world today. Everybody's making a noise. They're talking about climate change. They're talking about COVID. They're talking about uh, the economy. And they're talking about all of these things. Listen. We're not denying that all those things are not in the world, but I'm not in this world. You're not in this world. We're pilgrims passing through. God Almighty is our Father. He's going to take care of us. I'm telling you, there's exactly to the last drop the amount of crude oil in this earth that will get us through to the coming of the Lord. I promise you, you don't have to worry about it. God's not going to leave us here. To, to do without. He's not going to leave us here without what we need. And don't get mad at me, but, you know, if there's no word where Jesus tells us in the last days that we need to, and, and I'm talking to myself, that we need to store up a whole room of ammunition and a whole room of food. If, it was, if I needed to do that, somewhere in this gospel, He would have told me. He said, I need to give. And when I give, it'll be pressed down, shaken together, running over. Amen? So uh, I don't need to hoard to myself. I need to give out. And the more I give, the more that God's going to be able to provide for me. Amen? Provide for you. Okay. Verse 24. And he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. Paul said in Ephesians four twenty seven, neither give place to the devil. So can you imagine that? Hebrews two fourteen tells us that the devil is death, and so Jesus walks in the middle of death, and he said, "Give place. Life is here. Life is here. Devil, you can't abide here. Death, you can't abide here, because I am the Son of the Living God. I am the one that is the life." I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the one that brings people back to the Father. Can you imagine the power when he stepped into that room and everybody had to what? They had to get out. They had to get out. This morning, you and I need to be in the place and the position where we say, Lord God, open up my spiritual eyes. Show me where death is abiding in people's lives, where I can speak the word of life. I can command the devil to give place. Come on, we've gave up on a lot of things. We've gave uh, in on a lot of things. We need to stand up of, as the church of the living God and say, no, this is what God wants. This is the direction He's going. Amen? I'm not going to mix anymore. I'm going to be strong in my, my faith because of the grace of God. Amen? Hallelujah. All right. Let's, let's go ahead and we'll, uh, we'll look at our scriptures in closing. And uh, we'll let it go at that. You know these verses. We've preached on them many times. But uh, if you're going to be in the place where you don't mix, go to Colossians chapter 2. You've got to be in the place where you're able to recognize what is God and what's not. You're going to have to be able to uh, put priority in your life of what you're listening to, what you're you're receiving, what you're hearing. In Colossians, uh, our... Colossians chapter 2 let's just for the sake of time read in verse number 6 Colossians 2 and 6 As ye therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord so walk ye in Him Now what does that mean? That means that as you become born again you become that new creation that we looked at in our text that all of a sudden now you're able to walk by the Spirit instead of by the flesh you're able to walk in love rather than in hate. You're able to walk in unity instead of being divided because the one who brings all things together abides in you, lives in you. You're able to walk in victory because you're always designated to triumph. Amen? You 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 you, you, you don't walk in the same step of the, as the world. You're walking in step with Jesus Christ. You're walking in the step with this word. This word that is eternal, that is not just Uh, black letters on white pages, but as a person. As a person that lives in you. Amen? Verse 7. Rooted and built up in Him, He's your source, established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man... Now this is why you and I have got to stand stand so strong because there's going to be always somebody that brings a message to you that will try to mix... uh, uh, religion with Christianity. Beware lest any man, any person spoil you. This word spoil means to lead away as, uh, as booty, as bounty. In other words, the devil, he wants, to, he wants to take you under his control. Beware lest any man spoil you through what? Philosophy, vain deceit, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ you realize how powerful traditions are? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15 and Mark chapter 7, He said to His own people, He said, You've made null and void the Word of God by your own traditions. We may get to talk about it tonight. I don't know. But they Barna had done a new poll across America. They Starting at age 18 up to 70, they went across and they took a whole poll. And I, this blows my mind. I, I wish I, off the top of my head, I can't remember the exact number. But it's something like si, either 69 or 72% of, of the people they polled identified themselves as Christian. Well, that sounds wonderful. Praise God. That's that's, that's what we want. But out of that same group of people, 67% of them said that there's many ways to God and that all religions lead to God. That's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. There's one way to God the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. No other. And so we're in a mess. If you take and look at everything that they believe, they've mixed religions together. They've mixed world ideals together. And uh, I wonder what, what the percentage truly is of true Christians. Jesus said, many be there at, but few find it. So we need to stand up and say, I've got the greatest opportunity ever. There's more people lost than they've ever been. And you and I have got an opportunity to be used by God to change them. Amen? Verse 9. For in Him... How many people's in Him this morning? For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. What does that mean? That means that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost... All three in one is in you. Talk about fellowship. Talk about relationship. Talking about those times at night when I was trying to figure out how to get rid of that dark cloud when I was so, uh, so lonely. Now I've got the Holy Trinity, which offends some people, but whatever. I've got them with me. You've got them with you. Isn't that something? Notice his promise, verse 10. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Oh, glory. Remember, be ye therefore perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. You're complete. You're complete in him. Okay, so why? What's the struggle? What's the battle this morning? We, we read that promise, but we don't understand how to apply that promise. In closing, look at verse 11. In whom also ye are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, and putting off the body of sins in the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. I'm completing Him because this thing on the outside that tries to control me, Jesus has cut it off of me. The circumcision of the heart, in other words, of the spirit that cuts off the outward man, the old man. Yes, I'm still in this, but it doesn't have to dominate me and control me anymore. Amen? I'm complete in Him. See, my flesh tells me that I can only be happy and satisfied when I um, receive something from somebody else. In other words, they, they like me or they're pleased by what I do or don't do, or or all of those. No, I'm complete. You're complete. I'm completely satisfied. I'm able to rejoice because that it doesn't matter if anybody else likes me or not. It doesn't matter if anybody else follows uh, my understanding or my goals, your goals, or not. What matters is that I'm walking with God through the Spirit because of Jesus. Amen? That's the only thing that matters. You will never be shook. You'll never fall down because your source is not in yourself, but it's in Jesus. Amen? In closing, Brother Ryan, put Ephesians two nine. Everybody can quote it, but let's put it up there. I want you to read it with your eyes. And I want to close with this illustration. In the 1920s, as uh, everything was changing in America, and we were becoming more industrialized and all of these things, uh people saw that there were less baking going on and that made the baking companies nervous and so they were trying to figure out how they could keep their businesses growing and expanding so all of a sudden uh, uh, Duff uh, company I think was the first one they come out with uh, a cake mix and uh, this, this cake mix uh, it was so simple that, that anybody could bake a gingerbread cake and it would be perfect in other words, in this cake mix, the only thing you had to do was just open up the box and pour in a cup of water. That's it. That's it. It had dehydrated eggs. It had uh, uh, the, the fat, the oils that had been uh, uh, solidified and all these things. It had everything in it, and it wouldn't sell. It wouldn't sell because everybody looked at it, and they said, this is too good to be true. We've got to do something to it. We've got to add something to it. If I said 9, I'm so sorry. I meant verse 8, Brother Ryan. My mistake. For by what? Are you saved through faith. It's not of our works. It's of God, right? All right. so how does that tie in with this cake? It was too good to be true. I've got to mix something with it. So the only way this would sell, they had to go in, they had to take the dehydrated the, the eggs out of it. They had to fix it where you could you had to add your own oil and your own eggs because then I'm doing something. And it's sold like hotcakes. You and I gotta realize there's nothing we can do. By grace. So Remember what saved means. Saved means that Jesus becomes your shepherd. He's going to take care of you. He will lead you. You'll hear His voice and another voice. You will not follow. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious about any one thing. Amen? Jesus said that no man, no woman, no boy, no girl, that they take and they mix the old and the new cloth. They mix the the new wine with the old wineskin. Nobody the, the word in the in the it's so explicit in the Greek. It says, not even one person. In other words, he said, Everybody in you know, the sound of my voice knows better. So you know how you got saved, how you got born again. You know your new creation. Let him be your father. Let him take care of you. Amen? And let it be so prominent and so clear in your life, in my life, that it causes other people to come to this truth. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we worship you. We lift our hands to you as we humble our hearts. We're so grateful. We're so thankful for the power of your word. We asked you this morning that you would just touch us and help us just to be all that you've destined us to be. Help us to see that we are complete in you, that we are perfect because you say so, not because how we feel, not because everything's going good, because we all go through dry seasons. We go through hard times. We go through difficult circumstances, but that has nothing to do with who we are. Who we are are your children. We're children of the Most High God. Father, help us. Help us just to be able to trust in You like never before. Help us to yield to You. Help us to serve You. Help us to walk with You. Help us to reach those who have been mixed with so many things that that misunderstanding, that aggravation, that hurt, that anger that has turned even some situations to where they hate You, that we can show them how good You are, Father. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Would you come this morning to make yourself an altar? And if you've got some situation in your life where you're hurting, where you, there's a misunderstanding, there's something that you need, would you just come this morning? God will meet you here. He'll meet you wherever you make an altar. Just as an act of faith, you know, say, Lord, I humble my heart and I, I, I worship you. My confidence is in you. And when you do that, you're like Jairus. You're on your way. Jesus is ready to move in your life. Amen? Would you come and let us pray with you this morning in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for each person, Lord, that you're dealing with out in this world. Lord, I recognize and realize that you're touching some people. That your angels are coming out of this church. They're moving forth. Lord, And we ask you in Jesus' name that wherever those people are, that you touch them and draw them. Then you lead us across their path to speak truth to them. Lord, to bring a word to them that will encourage them and build them up. Father, let it be. Let it be in the name of Jesus. Let every person